Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. My name is Aaron, and this week we have two guests with us, actually a duo. Welcome to the show, 76th Street with Haley Gold and Spencer Bryan, everybody. <sighs> Good afternoon, ladies. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for Thank having you. us. So uh, I don't actually recall how the three of us met, but l- before we get to how you met me, how did, how, you, how did you two meet each other? Because you've been <laughs> friends for ages. Long, yes. long, 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 long time. <laughs> yeah. So we met back in fifth grade at the lunch table in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, and that's the story. Oh, you why? Met at well, okay. School. Well, like, I mean, how detailed do you want the oh, I want it. We, we want it all. Okay. So there was a. There's nothing off limits here. There was this <laughs> toy. It was called the fly pen. I don't know if you remember it. The fly it. pen? It was called the fly pen. It was basically like a super smart pen where you could basically draw a calculator and then use that calculator that you drew. I it's kind of insane. This. It's, it's crazy technology. Really cool. But I always wanted it and I think I got it for like Hanukkah or something. And uh Spencer was asking everyone at the lunch table if anyone had one. And I said that I did and she wanted to play with it. I, I can't so that's... she invited herself over to my house to play <laughs> with my toys. <laughs> Literally, I was like, oh my God, I need to come over and play with the fly pen. That was the start <laughs> of our friendship. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah, and I, then I don't think I ever had one of those. I, you think... know what? If I didn't have one of those, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Wow. <laughs> All because of one toy that Spencer was obviously yeah. jealous that you had. <laughs> it was like really expensive. And yeah. So shout out to Fly Pens. Um, I don't even know if it exists anymore. I think it's discontinued. Well, anyway, so then Spencer <laughs> came over for the first time. And then I don't remember a day after that that you didn't come to my house. We lived like across the street from each other okay. on 76th Street. And well, that was going to answer my next question. <gasps> yeah, there <it> is. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we both lived on 76th Street. So it brought us together and it brought the music together because every single day Spencer would come over very immediately. The first day we ever hung out, we learned that we both love music, love to sing, love to write. So we started writing songs together. We've got like all these little like jingles that we made up. And really? then, yeah, <laughs> can we get a for instance? I think we should sing the first song we ever wrote together. Oh, yes. Do it. Do it. Do it on the air. Yes, please do that. <laughs> okay, fine. This was the first day we hung out. We were sitting at the kitchen Only island. because we love you, Aaron. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we were sitting at the kitchen island, and we made a beat, and we just started singing our song. Let's do a duet. 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 Who starts? I don't remember. Uh, I think it's... Oh, it's me. Yeah, it's you. Okay. Walking down the street, looking at the crowd. Trying to find my new singing partner. I don't know where to look first. But I should start somewhere now. Let's do a duet. Let's do a duet. Yeah. That was the beginning That's of awesome. 76 Street. That's You're the first the people to perform on the podcast. Woo-hoo. Oh, my God. Let's not even call that a performance. So how old were you when you wrote that? Ten years ten. old. Seventeen? Ten. Or seven. What? what? Ten. About ten? Ten. <laughs> we were not seventeen when we wrote that. Oh, no. That's a good yikers. Oh, no, 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 no. We were little tiny children. Little tiny children. Ten years old when you wrote your first hit. Yeah. <laughs> now, someday, if you guys are playing the rhyme and you have to do that together. Again. Oh, God. Like, so this is where we started, and, and this, this is, is where we're at now. Yeah, no. So 76th yeah. Street's up in New York, right? 
There is, is a 76th Street there. Is that where you're from, though? No, no. we're from Arizona. Arizona? Yes. Yeah. There's 76 streets in Arizona? There's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Arizona are y'all called? Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Is that northwest, kind of up by Flagstaff? No, no. it's it's, like it's basically middle. Phoenix. South, southern. Is it close to the canyon? No. No, that's like four this hours This is what we're away. saying is I don't know where anything is in <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Scottsdale is like... I'm, I usually just say Phoenix because it's okay. easier. Like our school is in Phoenix, but we lived in Scottsdale, so it's basically Phoenix. It's pretty central. I yeah. mean, it's smack in the middle of the desert. It is hot and it is just dirt and cactus, <laughs> cacti. Yeah, we yeah. were we were just talking about this because we went home a couple weeks ago for the okay. first time in a while. And we were saying Arizona is just orange. Like it feels like a different universe is it like Nashville. a sepia filter that's just of yes, over your eyes all the time? It's yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I literally, when I say I feel like I live two lives now, like the the life that I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and the life that I live here, I literally visually see two entirely <laughs> different worlds, <laughs> like, <laughs> like different filters over our experiences. Yeah. <laughs> so you've lived here in Nashville for a year now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Just over a year. What What's yeah. your Nashversary? July eighteenth. <laughs> Mine's actually July 1st, so we're really? all Nashville Gosh. July babies. Oh, yeah, so I, just had, I just had my five. So uh, wow. look at us getting up here. So yeah. you moved here from Arizona. We did. And uh, was Nashville always the plan, or were there other cities you were thinking about? LA was kind of the place that we had imagined. It was only a six hour drive from Phoenix. So it's not too bad. It would have been more convenient i guess for moving yeah. but we've we've gone out to la a lot we had a regular gig at disneyland um so we were there like every cool. other week for a couple years and it just i don't know i love la it's super magical and special but it sounds like you're describing disneyland yeah magical <laughs> special, the happiest place on earth it's not though well <laughs> we don't like the traffic and how hard it is to park a car and it's very expensive and also because we had never moved outside of arizona mm -hmm. we were looking for an adventure like we wanted to go to like a music capital which right. to us it's la or nashville and i don't know i think la just felt too close we wanted to like really move and uh you wanted Get to live in a further, different world. Yeah, further away from like where we're from and have an adventure. And like then we started looking at um like apartments here versus there and like seeing all the green and it looks so beautiful. And then we started asking people what their opinions were. People who were in LA were like, I don't know, just like a little bit more negative in their responses about um how much they enjoy living there. Yeah, basically I've met people who call it uh we're called Los Angeles like a place where refugees leave. Like people come to Nashville and they're like, I'm a Los Angeles refugee. Oh, my God. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard people call it that. And I can kind of get it because it's just it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom was the one that said, have you ever thought about Nashville? And I had never I did not know anything that was going on here. Okay. I did assume it was just mostly country music. I didn't know yeah, where. Yeehaw town. Yeah. And obviously it is, but like yeah, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know if we were gonna fit in or if it was even it wasn't even in the running. Um, but then once it, she told me about it, or sorry, back it up. Uh, once I started, everyone that I was asking about Nashville just was raving about it. Um, someone said it's like high school, like you just run into your friends all over town, and it has that community. And they were not saying that about LA. 
Yeah. Okay. Like competitive versus community. Right. And I was like, well, I mean, just for overall happiness, I mean, yeah, we're we're on a mission, but I also want to like love where I am. Right. <laughs> I didn't that I visited LA one time and I had that exact experience where I would try to go places and meet people and nobody gave a shit who I was. Now it was just oh okay. I was yeah. thinking about moving here, not thinking about that now. Yeah. And then the first time I came to Nashville, I was sitting at a bar alone, and then this old man sitting at the other end just goes, "Hey, you <laughs> alone?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes." He goes, "You you ain't from here?" I'm like, "Well, I just moved here." He goes, "You won't be my friend?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure." So he just came down and sat, and we had a beer and. Uh, now I've been friends with him for a long time. That is that <laughs> oh is gosh. classic. It's classic. That's what Nashville. happened with Jan Buckingham. Jan freaking Buckingham. That is almost the exact story that we had with her. She's one of the first uh, people I ever met in Nashville. Yeah. I met her my at the first show I ever went to actually at the old uh, Sutler Saloon. Mm. R.I.P. Oh. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> but I met her there, and these people are like, "You see that short blonde woman?" I'm like. That doesn't narrow it down. They're like that old, short, blonde woman. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I see her. And they're like, Grammys, millions of records, kind of snarky. Oh, Sounds like my kind of a person. I'll go meet her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so how do you know Jan? So we – it was our first or second night in Nashville ever, and okay. we were told to go check out the local – um, we weren't playing or anything, but we just were going to go watch a writer's round. So we sit down at the bar and yeah, we were sitting right next to her and I started talking to her and I told her that we had just moved to Nashville. We're songwriters. We're just here like checking it out, whatever. And she didn't really tell me anything about who she was, but she was just kind of giving me recommendations and stuff. And we kind of hit it off pretty quickly. And then she was like, would you mind holding my seat? I have to go play. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't sure. I didn't know you were playing. Great. Cool. Yeah, of course I'll hold your seat. So then she goes up to perform. And then her friend uh, takes her seat in the meantime. And her friend says to me, like, do you know who you were talking to? And I was like, no. no. An old lady? <laughs> <laughs> and then she gave me, like, you know, some of the her history and successes and whatever. And I was just like, oh, my God, I love Nashville. This is so cool. Yeah. And yeah, then Jan is a sweetheart. <clears throat> she's, she's amazing. Awesome. She's a very unassuming person, too. Like, you wouldn't just look at her and be like, I bet she's a hit songwriter oh 20 times over. Yeah, she's she so cool. is so lovely. I feel so lucky to have met her because... Um, right after her set on her way out, I just, you know, I was like, hey, it's so great to to meet you. And she was like, you said you're a songwriter, right? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, let's write sometime. Here's my card. And so then I gave her a call. And the next week, Spencer and I are over at her house and we're writing together. And You have to take your shoes just... off to go into her house. Yes, you yes. do. <laughs> Have you been to, to the, the duck the house? Duck oh, house. yeah. The, the duck, duck house. house. She it... So you went to the duck house and wrote yeah. a song. Do you remember the first song you wrote with, with Jan? What it was called? Yes. The first one was, oh, it was called Empty Diary. Ooh. Yeah. You don't, does that mean you don't have anything to write about? <laughs> no. It means you're it's so awesome. happy that you don't have anything to write about. It's kind of like if you can't think write a song because you're just too happy in your relationship. So, like you write better when well, you're sad. Yeah. You're like, damn it, things are going too well. I, yeah. I can't write my emotional stuff. We were just, yeah, I love her so much because it's so just natural with our conversation and then it kind of blends into a great song right. topic so yeah with that song we were talking about how when you're with someone you're never you never journal you forget to write because you're happy that's 
period T, end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> do you journal pretty regularly? Do you, Haley or Spencer, either both I do, do that? Yeah, I do. You so. do? Mm-hmm. I do it sometimes. When I was in college, I journaled every day. Mm-hmm. But as I moved here, I kind of grew. I don't want to say grew out of it, but like mm-hmm. I grew out of the habit of doing it. You get busy and life and yeah, yeah. Then you go back to the diary and you're like, God damn, I do have a lot to write about this time now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like every start of all of my diary entries are. I know it's been a long time since I've written, so here's just the basic updates, and then I'll talk about what's relevant right now. <laughs> I love writing it in a journal or something because you're writing it as if anybody would ever read it. And it's yeah. just for us. Yeah. I'm so sorry I haven't written you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, funny. so true. But it is fun to go back and read the past stuff. Like to get really, uh-huh. depending on how detailed you write, to go back and read about some experience you had like five, ten years ago. You're like, wow, that was so important to me at that time. And you're like, I don't even remember this person's name anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. posted on my Facebook the other day a uh, a screenshot of my phone because I was listening to Taylor Swift and uh, the song I Forgot That You Existed came on. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is kind of how it feels when someone texts you out of the blue and they're like, hey, how's it going? Would love to play a show sometime. Hope you're well. And then I was listening to that and I was like, oh, I forgot that you existed. Oh <laughs> I love Taylor Swift so much. Really? Are you oh, a yeah. Swifty? <clears throat> Haley's a, a ride or die Swifty. She is. <laughs> Me too, Spencer as well. Spencer? Yeah. Um, she was our first concert we went to. Really? Yeah. How old were you? Um, I Seven. don't know. I had braces in the pictures. So I think 13, middle school. 13, you think? Yeah. We had shirts. We made shirts. Okay. We, made shirts. we made shirts. I don't know what they said, but then we had a sign that said, we'd be enchanted to meet you. Yeah. From her okay. enchanted song. Um, I remember that day. Have you seen her since then? Um, no. I saw her for... I feel like she doesn't tour that often. I think I... I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I ha- No, I haven't. Huh. But man, she's awesome. I wonder what she's <laughs> diary writing about these days. Probably about her cats. Hmm. <laughs> her, her massive success and how she doesn't need any of this anymore. <sighs> Wouldn't that be interesting? So... Uh, She's got too much to say, though. She, I don't think she'll ever stop. <laughs> I genuinely think she will write till she dies. Oh, she'll be one of those lifers. She, we'll, like, we have Willie Nelson. We're also going to have Taylor Swift. She's going to be Jan's age up there singing. Oh, for <laughs> so, sure. I forgot that she <laughs> She will be, in, in, in 40 years, she'll be the one sitting next to some random newbie to Nashville <laughs> saying, like. <laughs> that would be hysterical if Taylor Swift just shows up at the local one day and she's just like. Hey, how you doing? Someone's like, I'm here. I'm trying to write country songs. She goes, I remember doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even know who she is because she's, <laughs> she's so just old. Bad. She's just out there now just kind of living her life. <laughs> so uh, coming off of Jan, so you guys met her pretty early on when you moved here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was over at the local. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you listening who might not know what the local is, it is a uh, popular songwriter venue here in Nashville, this kind of uh, midtown, west end area of town, but it's right by the big Centennial Park. Really cool. And I see 76th Street build quite often there these days. Yeah. yeah. You play uh, the Freak Show with Terry Joe Box. We yes. do. Right? Yep. Have you ever played full band there? No. No. <sighs> Ooh. 
It's a good one. It's where I played one of my first full band sets ever. Really? Yep. It's a great room. I was actually talking to the owner, Jeff Reed, before I came over here because uh, he's a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Has lots of great things to say. Hmm. But uh, coming from Jan and then uh, you wrote that with her, what else has kind of pushed your songwriting from being the uh, jingle writers that you were when you were seven and two writing songs <laughs> together now? How has that dynamic changed over the years? Does one of you provide music, one of you provide lyrics, or do you do both together at the same time? So we always write together. Okay. We just, doesn't matter when or where, when inspiration strikes, we're just like, one of us is like, we need to write a song right now. Grab the guitar, grab the piano, and we just flow. Um, and a lot of the times we don't come in with an idea. It's kind of whatever the music is telling us okay. to write about. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like we both bring like very important puzzle pieces to the table and they fit together. Like there's things that... Um, I bring and Spencer brings that creates the 76th Street okay. sound. Like, um, generally, we're both required in the writing room to produce the music that we enjoy. And writing record. for a duo is a, also a different kind of an experience than writing for a solo artist because I used to be in a duo also. Oh. And you can't just write a song that's good for one person and or like focus right. on like Haley being the singer every time because mm-hmm. then you're going to feel shafted, Spencer. So it's it's cool getting to have that dynamic where you're both like equal contributors to the same product. Whereas yeah. when I was in my band, the other guy got to sing 80% of the songs and I started feeling like, nah, I'm kind of getting the short end of the stick here. Mm-hmm. So uh, have you ever had like conflict in the band? And especially living in the uh, tight one-room apartment that you moved into when you first got here? You know what? No, we do not. Yeah. Well, number one, we barely ever, if not never, fight. That's incredible. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But <laughs> I mean, this has been 16 years, and we're doing just fine. I mean, like, I don't know. I think it's maybe because we spend so much time together that okay. we just have nothing left. I mean, we know each other so well that even if something were to come up, it's just... It's just, we don't You just care. immediately talk it out. It doesn't we ever We don't even have to talk we, it we out. We just give each other a look. We're like, this is stupid. Okay. <laughs> what, what, where are we going for dinner? <laughs> but neither of us overthink anything, and we're both very easygoing. So nothing could become anything more than it is. There's you know no, what I mean? You like, don't have any kind of a confrontational relationship because there's never confrontation to be had. Yeah. Like, yeah. But especially when it comes to music, we are so synchronized in what we believe is good and what we believe is better than what we did. So if we're writing and we're in a position where I'm like, she loves a, t- uh, a melody that we come up came up with. And I'm like, you know what? I think it could be stronger. It's That's never been like a conflict. Yeah. She's like... If she, if Haley says that, you know it's not coming from a place of that sucks, but like that's good. We can do better than that, though. It's totally. it's like yeah. it's all constructive, right? Right. It just keeps growing. Like there's not really a point where where we're we're disagreeing about something. We have yeah. never disagreed in a writing yeah session. I think what's so special is when we both know that we just like we struck gold. We are so excited. We have a dance party and we're screaming (laughs) and it's like we're very yeah we're very (laughs) passionate about our work and when when we do something that we just love we freak out and so because we know what it can be if we're not in that zone we're not gonna just say okay that was good 
Yeah. We know right. what it, we know what it feels like when we actually do it. Yeah, you there you get the the goosebumps. Yeah. You, you yeah. know that yeah. it's real. <laughs> that's what, that's that's like a physical manifestation of your body being like that's the shit that's right? the stuff <laughs> I, I think that is something i love so much about art is like i feel like some people might look at it as like oh that's that's very like egotistical or conceited that you love what you did so much but like you know what just like forget about that like right. when you make art you're basically pulling from inspiration and who knows where that's coming from so you end up impressing yourself and you're like where did that come from? Yep. Like I didn't I wasn't taking a class for a year trying to get to this one line. It just happened and it's like wow, like that yeah. could that that inspires me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't even like if if it's like, you know, um advice to the world, whatever this line is something inspiring. It's just like god, I I need to listen to that too. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you have experienced or accomplished or fulfilled like right i mean writing is a very out of body experience Mm -hmm. we're just in this place where we're open to whatever comes to us and we're a vessel to create music for other people but also it's a gift to ourselves Mm -hmm. as well and what i find so fascinating about writing and i'm sure you've experienced this like many times but sometimes we'll uh record our our entire sessions and Going back and listening to them after the song is complete is really fascinating because it's amazing how much time in that memo is just dead air yep. of us. And I know I can hear us thinking. It's like <laughs> it's crazy. The the what do you what, what what's that phrase? The something is turning. The wheels are the, turning. The wheels are turning. Is that yeah? Every wheels on the bus like, go around. And gears around. are grinding. Something like that. <laughs> the gears are turning. The wheels are grinding. The- <laughs> Yeah, when we listen to the memos, yeah, there's so much empty space, but you know we are thinking so hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But in the moment when you're actually writing it, you didn't even realize that much time went by. Yeah, you sit there in silence for like 12 straight minutes and then somebody has an idea and you – that 12 minutes is just erased from your memory. Yes, completely. It's like like driving on the interstate here in Nashville. You're just like, "Mm," (laughs) and now I'm here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you wouldn't even know it existed if you didn't record it and listen back. And you're just like, holy crap, that took us yeah. a long time. I used time. to record all of my sessions when I would play guitar for people. Or like if I was just writing myself, I would just leave a little voice recorder running the entire time. Because yeah. if you're just kind of jamming out, sometimes you have an idea and then it's just fleeting and then it's gone. Uh-huh. And then you're like, damn it, what was that? Yeah. And then you actually can, yeah. you can go back and re-reference stuff like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah th- I mean, that's the basic reason as to why we record yeah. it. We're... Yeah. But I feel like also the more that you just like play a song, you produce it, you release it, it's really hard to remember the process of writing it. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like it like it always existed and it becomes what it is now when you perform on stage. So it's so special to go back and remember how you got to these lines. Because that process is so pure, and I think it's really cool to capture it. Whenever I write a song, especially when I – because I used to do all pen and paper writing. Nowadays, I do everything on, like, my notes app. But Mm. I write little comments about where the idea came from or, like, what I was feeling or when I came up with the idea. So even if you Mm. have an idea for a song and then you don't write that song for two years, you can be like, oh, damn, I was at Belcourt Taps the night that I had this idea and I was hanging out with these people. And it kind of puts you back into the place of – why that song came to be yeah. in the first place. Yeah. That's cool. 
yeah, it's cool getting to do that kind of stuff. Well, hey, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back with 76th Street. Hello, and welcome back to the Nashville Tour Stop Podcast. <laughs> So right there, we have Miss Haley Gold welcoming us back to the show today. Haley is doing her uh, automated computer Siri, I don't know what voice that is, but um, what, what inspired that and what made you actually decide that you, hello, what made you decide that you could do that? Well, it started with, no, <laughs> no more. And now we can do the rest of the episode with this voice. Yeah. Okay, so it started because I was, um, I'm like, I like mimicking people and sounds and accents and voices. And I was driving, listening. Um, I had my maps telling me where to go. And I just started repeating after her. She was like, you know, turn left Mm -hmm. on Broadway. Turn left on Broadway. And I just started doing (laughs) it after. And like the entire way home, I was just copying her. And uh, I was with my girlfriend at the time. And we both just looked at each other and we were like, okay, that was actually like kind of <laughs> good. <laughs> and uh, so then I just started doing it more and more. And then I thought that it would be a funny idea for a TikTok that if I pretended to be Siri and maybe that would be a cool way to promote our music. So um, I but think it, I saw the very first <clears throat> one that you did. I think I've really? seen that one. I think the first one we did was about In-N-Out Burger, actually. That was actually okay. before we decided to make it about music. So Spencer said, um, Siri, take me to In-N-Out Burger. And then I just said, like, starting route to In-N-Out Burger. And then she turns the camera on me and it's like the shock value, you know, <laughs> that like it was just me talking. Uh, that video got like 25 million views on Instagram Reels. Another <laughs> oh yeah, 15 million Wild. views on TikTok. It blew up. Like Refinery uh, 20, what's the number? 29. Refinery 29 posted it. It was being reshared everywhere. It was like the I could not believe it. It was just the stupid little thing that I started doing in the car. And then we were like, oh my God, this is such a good way to actually promote our music. So then from then on, all of our Siri videos are now Spencer saying, um, seven or like Siri, play me uh 76th Street's new song. And then I'll say, like, you know, playing what my friends say by 76th Street on Spotify. And then it turns. So it's still got the shock value. People still think that the sound is from Siri, but now we're talking about our music. There you go. And that was very, very helpful for us. That's a really creative way to promote your music because there's so much stuff, especially with Reels and TikTok, how fleeting those videos are because you scroll for two hours, you might see a thousand videos Mm -hmm. or something. So catching anybody's attention like that and especially that many people is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it it is, it was. It, It definitely, it does feel like, you know, it's gimmicky and it's silly, but that's what that's it's what the new age. Is. I know it's, it's a like, new world. <laughs> that's, you just got to do those things for your music, right. you know, at some point. Yeah, it's the same reason my slogan for tour staff, yeehaw, motherfucker works is because it's dumb. People love silly, goofy yeah. stuff. They do. There's I mean, 
you have if you're not thinking outside the box and you're just going to be sitting right in there with everybody else yep. there are so many yeah. talented singers and there are so many talented songwriters that yeah. is not negotiable like we know that we have seen it we're in nashville what like, separ- yeah but the question is yeah. what separates you from right every other incredibly talented person exactly like if you don't if you're not thinking in your head like look at me look at me look at me yeah, no shame in in posting that gimmicky stuff. It works. Our our Spotify numbers were so much lower before TikTok. Really? Our Instagram numbers are everything was I mean, doing this silly stuff is the reason people now come out to our shows. It's like, you know, yeah. do what you got to do and then and yeah. then let your music do the work. Right. Yeah. So there's one of our favorite movies is called Begin Again. Highly recommend. Have you seen it? It's the best movie. Okay. Karen <laughs> Knightley and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. It's about music and it's about producing an album in the city of New York. Um, and one of the lines in it is um, get people in the door and then that's when your music will start to do the work. Okay. And that's what we're doing. We are making these videos. We're trying to, um, yeah, just get the attention so then people... Well, so our music can then do the work. Because you don't want to just be TikTok stars. Like, you actually want to be in mm-hmm. front of real people on stage yeah. shouting, don't wait up for me. Yeah. Yes. That's what you want. Yeah, it's interesting because all of a sudden we took on this identity of influencers. Right. And we're like, when did we become influencers? Like, that was never the plan. Yeah. But we're I like, have, you know, I've experienced the same thing is because people look at Tour Stop kind of the same way as – like you just tell people what to do and then they do it. And it's weird kind of being on that side because, I mean, I look at like the quote influencer people on the internet. I'm just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all, it all seems fake. Mm-hmm. But then you have to turn the mirror around and be like, oh shit. Yeah. I might be my own worst enemy. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So uh, you make these Siri videos, but this is what you're doing these days. Uh, Tell us how the videos got started together. You were making home videos as kids, right? Yeah. Yes. TikTok um, for us started long before TikTok. Like <laughs> oh my gosh, we have we were so creative from the beginning. Our <laughs> our hobby, like when we hung out as kids, like I don't think that we were doing what ordinary kids were doing. Like it was all we were always on a mission, and. From day one, like we were, we were making, we would make videos. We would like write scripts and make little films and have our friends play different roles in our little movies that we were making. And always, I don't know, I, I think in my head those those little movies were gonna be like huge. <laughs> like, <laughs> this yeah. is the greatest thing since <laughs> Citizen Kane. Everyone's gonna love yeah. this. We had like this old camcorder and this like pink camera thing that we just filmed everything on that was just what we did like other people i don't know what they were doing but we were in Haley's bedroom making singing videos we were assigning parts we printed out the lyrics we said hi i'm spencer and i'm Haley, and this is picture to burn by taylor swift and off we go it's like (laughs) who's gonna see these videos i don't know but that is just we've been doing that forever and nothing's changed we'd go on like youtube when that was like the only it was the newest thing yeah and look up karaoke songs, set up the camera, and just sit next to each other at my desk and, <laughs> and play. Oh, my gosh. It's like, funny thinking about those de- early days of making videos because I did the same thing when it wasn't a problem of, like, who's going to watch this? It's like we right. didn't care. It's just we're doing this because it's fun. 
Right. I know. We totally. never thought like, okay, so what do we do with the video? We just did it. Yeah. <laughs> we have so much footage of us as kids doing thank this. Thank God. It's kind of cool to look back on. Yeah. It. Like I have a, a image of us um, like starting a concert playing. I think it was a video I sent you. We were singing our song. We had choreography or something. Okay. Like it just starting on the screen and then it like the screen splits. And then we're standing there, you know, like. It's good footage to incorporate in our career somehow. And it's fun yeah. because someday when you guys are mega successful, you're going to be able to go back and look at that and say, oh, this was the video or yeah. Spencer fell off of the desk chair or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. When I watch those videos, I get in the zone of fifth grade Spencer and I realize I'm the same person. And <laughs> Haley is the same girl we that she wasn't in fifth grade we have not that. changed our personalities the way we interact with each other when i watch those i learn that i can be mean and feisty towards Haley, and mm -hmm. so it helps me like keep myself in check when it is I, funny when <laughs> I do but that. i don't even i don't because you see yourself and you just like smile and laugh it off I but just when like you watch it back it. <laughs> you're like wow Spencer's kind of a bitch <laughs> She'll like in the videos, like she'll like push me and she'll be like, she'll like nudge me and be like, you sang my part. And I'm like, but that's because you sang my part. And she, and, then, and I'm like, oh, and you just like shake it and off. And then we just go on with singing. Like, and that's, that's like exactly yeah. how we are. It's just like unfazed by each other's. Unfazed by uh, the antics, by the Spencer quote bitchness, <laughs> <laughs> unquote. <laughs> yeah, I think if people watch that, like not knowing the full story, they'd be like, wow, that girl's so mean to that other girl. <laughs> have you ever shot yeah. a music video before? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So have you incorporated any of these uh, goofy aspects into it? Or are you a little bit more serious in the 76th Street persona? Mm, I think we're more serious. Yeah. Okay. We're so boring. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that we've, I mean... I don't know. It, it just comes down to like who we want to be seen as artists, but that changes all the time. So um, I'm trying to think of like the different videos we have. Like we, I don't know. We, we like to push the limits still for sure. It just looks a little different when you're 26 versus right. when you're 10. Like our first music video, we got a, um, what do you call it? Like a Winneb Winnebago? Winnebago? It's like an RV. Okay. Um, <laughs> you like quietly mumble like, it until we like know, say the know, word. Someone help me. A Webby. <laughs> it's like a There's big someone RV. listening to this right now that's like just. A Winnebago. <laughs> it sounds a lot oh, like. Did you say Winnebago? What? <laughs> yeah, it's like something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, forget I said that. Um, we were we got an RV and we got on top of the RV and put our brought our instruments up on top of it. You and played on top of the on top of the vehicle. Yeah, on top of the vehicle nice. yeah. in the middle of the desert. Was there an the eagle desert. flying? No, overhead. Yeah, cue eagle, and then it just flew right <laughs> past us. <laughs> so, what's in the future for Seventy Sixth Street? Because you guys have only lived here in Nashville for a year. Yeah. Uh, that's in terms of like Nashville people who've been here for 50 years. Like that's brand new, fresh off mm -hmm. the boat. What are you guys hoping to do here in town? Hmm. In a perfect world. In a perfect world. What are what is uh what is the, okay. the thing you guys would want to be doing? So, um we definitely I mean our the, the thing that we love the most about 
being musicians besides the writing process, which we do love, is performing. Like we just absolutely love being on the stage and doing what we feel like we're the best at in this life, Mm -hmm. which makes not performing like when we're not performing like during COVID and stuff. It was really I just kept thinking like, God, I feel like there's nothing that I'm like really good at. And then we get back on stage and it's just like this. I can just like. Oh shit! This is the thing like, that I am. Oh, good at. You can't like that. Fuck yeah! There's actually something I am great at. Like, that feeling was insane. It was our first show back after like a year and a half in Arizona, and just COVID, like yeah. yeah, and it was like oh right, this is what we're doing, and it's so important to go back to you know what you love and s- instead of getting lost in all the other mumbo jumbo. Yeah. So to answer your question, then the goal here is to. Just get on stages, but get on more stages, get on stages across the country. Like us coming to Nashville isn't to stay in Nashville. It's to be in Nashville, to be able to make the contacts and the connections that we need and build the fan base that we need to be able to travel the country and hopefully the world doing this. So uh, right now we're working on an album. Ooh. Uh, Have you, have you titled it yet? No. You're working on an album now? Yeah. Working on an album. We're about four songs into it. Okay. We've released three. We're releasing another one um, in within the next month. Um, and there's going to be 10 songs on the album. Uh, at the end of the album, the goal is to tour. So right now we're just pulling all of our resources that we can to try and get um, either like an opening spot on a bigger tour with a bigger band um, or, I mean, maybe we do a headline tour in smaller venues, whatever it is like our goal right now is to figure out to be in front of people, how to get on tour, how to get in front of people. And, uh, I think that there's, I mean, there's just, there's so many benefits of being in Nashville. Everyone's on the same mission, not the same mission, but at least everyone here on an ha- is mission. on a mission. Right. And so just that energy alone is super inspiring and motivating Mm -hmm. to be around people that have a goal um, and might even spend a Friday and Saturday night locked up in their apartment or their house working on their craft. And that's just awesome to be in that environment because that's always been us. Yeah, I think I one of my main goals moving forward is to continue growing our community here and having a space to collaborate and continue just being around like-minded people. Um, we moved into a house and we have half of the house is just dedicated to making music. And so to have a place for people to come and jam and work together and just have that community, I think. Yeah. I remember seeing that when you guys played over at the basement back in, uh, that was in April of this year. Yes. Yeah. Spencer wore a jumpsuit. I did wear a jumpsuit. <laughs> Did you also wear a jumpsuit, Haley? I don't recall. No, I wore a black dress with floofy sleeves. F- floofy sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, touring in the album. So which? what's the new single that's coming out? Have you decided yeah. which one it is? Yes. Do you want to say? We can probably say. We can definitely say. Yeah. So uh, a couple months ago, we did a crazy experiment and we went, live for 24 hours on Instagram and TikTok. Oh, damn. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. That's a very long time. 
It was. We Especially were not when those stayed numbers start hitting time. zero and yeah. one people watching. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But we surprisingly had a few people that stayed on the entire time. I'm really? Like, you guys are dedicated fans, but you we should probably We might have lost them for like two hours. But like, oh, my gosh, by the end, we were so tired. What time did you start? 5 p.m. on Friday until 5 on Saturday. Uh-huh. Good Lord. Yeah. I will say, Haley took a short nap at one point. Short no. Yeah, and then for, we for like, both. Like eight hours and then, in the and then the next day we did both take a nap, and we were, had the camera filming us, and it was kind of creepy. But nonetheless, on this live stream, we uh, wrote and produced a song. That was the goal the, of the live stream. Okay. Yeah, the goal is to write and produce a song in the twenty-four hours, and it was really cool because we had people on the live stream kind of working with us and giving us just kind of like collaborating, and they could hear it live so that is going to be the next single that's cool yeah have you chosen a release date for it yet um no no okay no but we did just get the final mix sweet and it's done sometime in september october yeah cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's exciting it is so it is exciting. how many it's songs are going to be on the final album 10 10 okay yeah oh, i'm so excited have yeah. you not written all of them yet is that what it is um I believe we have written them all, and okay. I'd like to choose from the songs we've already written gotcha. so there's not too much of a variation in the songs on the album. Yeah, but we're producing and recording the entire thing ourselves. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so it's 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 time-consuming. <laughs> I have produced and recorded my own albums before, and yes. Yeah. And after you hear that song for the 800th oh, yeah. time, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it kind of all sounds the same. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how I can get this one mix any different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do uh, We do send it out to, to be mixed and mastered. I do that now. Yeah. But, I mean, once it gets too technical, we're like, okay, we're lost. And we've watched so many YouTube videos of, like, how to mix, how to master. And we've done it, but it's just, like, at some point, There's a you're reason like, people do it professionally. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay to not know how to do everything. Like, to a certain point, we wanted to learn how to do this for ourselves to move forward in our career so we don't have to rely on so right. many other people. But you don't want to ruin your love for music by doing something that you don't want to do. <laughs> you don't want to have to stop yeah. being in music because it's the you only don't... place you are. Like, it's part of the reason why... Uh, when I leave a gig or after I leave a tour stop show, I don't listen to the radio mm. because I've just listened to music for mm. six hours. It's like I need mm-hmm. a you need that coffee inside of the Bath and Body Works. You're like, I need to I need to <laughs> cleanse my nose from all of these smells. I need to cleanse my ears from all of these songs that I just heard. Is that what that is? That's what? exactly what that's like, wait, for. Wait, what? If you go to a Bath and Body Works. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Not, I almost called it Bed, Bed Bath, Bath and Body Works. <laughs> <laughs> Bed Bath and Common, Beyond Body Works. Um, yeah, so if you go onto a shelf and they have a bunch of different smell flavored candles, smell flavored, scented. <laughs> <laughs> they have a bunch of different scented candles and then you see a little jar of coffee beans. That jar of coffee really? beans it is to uh, cleanse your nose palate so that really? you can actually get a fresh scent that because if you smell sandalwood and then lavender and then yada 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 they all start to smell "Mm, this one smells kind of like purple (laughs) that is so funny sandalwood is that a sandalwood i I think sandalwood is a popular say the most say the most random made up candle flavor you can right now purple syntacope purple syntacope you heard it here first um (laughs) 
on the same random topic, ginger is also used to cleanse the palate if you're eating sushi. Oh. Just some words of wisdom for sushi I eaters. Didn't know that. I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I bought a scented candle or ginger for that matter, so. <laughs> I used to work at a coffee place on 12 South, and we had to make fresh ginger shots every day. So one of the first things to do on the opening checklist was just chop up raw ginger and put it through a juicer. Yeah. Have you ever taken a ginger shot? No, yeah. I don't plan on it. brutal. Yeah. It's worse than taking a shot of warm tequila. Oh. Like, it, Ugh, warm tequila. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be full <laughs> of, like, antioxidants, yeah. and it's an energy boost, but it's also, like, swallowing gasoline. <laughs> Oh my god! It's pros and cons. Do not recommend. <laughs> yeah, it's it's supposed to be like an additive into a, like a protein smoothie or something. But then people mm. would come in and they'd be like, "I just want to take the the ginger yeah. shot." And I'm like, oh, so, okay. do you want to you want to chase it with a glass of whiskey?" <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know the hype about apple cider vinegar? While we're on the, what? the hype of apple cider vinegar, like that, it's isn't that the stuff that you put in the fly traps to kill them? Probably. So I, I honestly don't uh, – short answer, no. I don't get the hype of apple cider vinegar. Well, everyone said take a shot of it in the morning to just be your best self, okay? Do you do that? Well, I tried, and I didn't read – I didn't Google it. You're supposed to mix it in a cup of water. Oh, God. You're not supposed to take a shot of vinegar. You're supposed to dilute it? Yeah. Ugh. So just the health trends, I'm just trying to know. Did it make you throw up? I don't know how I didn't throw up. It God. was a really scary experience. Isn't it like dangerous? Yes. I don't think my body was supposed to experience Yeah, vinegar that. is terrible for you. You're not supposed to drink it. <laughs> God, Spencer. <laughs> I just, yeah. So on this episode of What Did Spencer yeah. Drink? How Spencer accident, almost accidentally killed her. Hello. And on today's episode yeah. of <laughs> yeah. Spencer Drinks bleach like, it's like, she's like what? i heard it was good Latest for you trends. oh my gosh so touring singles albums uh i know personally a lot of musicians myself included have like goal destinations in their career whether it be a venue a record label they want to be with um like i want to play to fifty thousand people something like that do mm-hmm. you guys have any specific goals for either yourselves or the band anything yes. like that, that you'd like yes. to talk about so <laughs> a venue that i think we both agree is our dream venue is red rocks in colorado absolutely that's one of mine mm-hmm. yes and i've never never even been there but i think the first time i go i want to be performing on it so speaking of red rocks um on my bumble profile you know how sometimes it'll say like two truths and a lie yeah mm-hmm. I put three, and it said, I have acted on network television, I have toured in Europe, and I have performed Red Rocks. Really? Which of those sounds most realistic as the uh, – or which one of those uh, sounds most unrealistic? Which one of those sounds like the lie? I believe you could do all three, Aaron, but if I have to Thanks, choose. Because <laughs> I don't want to be like – yeah. Well, we know, right? <laughs> but Wait, what were the first two again? I've acted on network television. Okay. I've toured in Europe. T- tell us about that. So yeah, number three. You're not interviewing me. What <laughs> <laughs> what did you act? I was on the CMT show Nashville. Four you episodes. Were? You were? I was. I signed up to be an extra and on my first day on set they fired an actor. I got <laughs> they fired an actor who was sitting next to me and 
uh, the director goes, you get the fuck off this soundstage. You sit where he was. And I just got scooted onto the show. And they gave me a script and makeup and everything. And no way. Uh, then I got to do four more episodes. So I could have been in the Screen Actors Guild because of a fluke. Like the actor wow. was like ducking out of frame from the camera. And the director was tired of telling him to sit up straight. <gasps> so he's just like, get out of here. Oh, That's my God. So if you go back to the series finale, we filmed it at the Ryman. I'm on stage at the Ryman. Oh, my gosh. I'm so going to watch of, A friend later. of mine is an actor out in Los Angeles, and I told him about the whole experience. And he goes, bro, what you just experienced is what tens of thousands of people in L.A. are dreaming of have happened to them. And you didn't uh, even care. Oh, my That's God. Incredible. I didn't even care. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, so I was funny. on TV. <laughs> And That's then I've, awesome. I've toured in Europe a couple of times, but uh, never played Red Rocks. Whoa. One of those one of those goal venues. Yeah. How about you, Haley? Is that one for you as well? Red Rocks. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I always say that like uh, the, the place where I feel like we would need to be for me to say like we have made it. Mm -hmm. Anything past this is just. It's just gravy. Yeah. I well, yeah. <laughs> That's something my southern grandma would say. It's just gravy. Yeah. Like my my goal for us is to be able to play a five hundred cap venue anywhere. anywhere. I know that's huge to and do. See, it's but... it's huge, but it's not unreasonable. It's not that's, unreasonable. That's an absolutely attainable goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing if we're playing um Madison Square Garden, that would just be like what right. the playing fuck? rooms the size it would be amazing of, i would love that like the but... basement east is a great example of a room it's it's 550 oh, yeah. or 575 or something that. like that but... oh basement east is incredible yeah. oh my god if you can pack that place that's gold. how could you ever want anything and more see, i mean we think about all these bands that are like hugely successful mm -hmm. but then we look at it and like oh well they're they're playing venues like the basement east yeah and yeah. that kind of puts into perspective of like what success is because uh, was it the band Camino that just played the Basement East a few months ago? Mm -hmm. Have you heard? Like, yeah. have you heard of them? Yeah. But it's like they're a, a huge national act. Yeah. But I don't even want to say, but they're only playing. But right. they are doing that. Right. And it's proof that if you can fill out a room like that, you have you fucking did it. You made it. Totally. Yeah. That's an awesome achievable goal to strive for and then all of a sudden you're going to be on stage at Madison Square Garden and be like yeah. oh you remember the basement east <laughs> let's go yeah. back and do another one there yeah. yeah so the attainable goal for right now is to get an opening gig cool. with a band that is doing that already would you uh, do you have like a band you would want to open for walk the moon baby walk I met them <laughs> I've met them you have oh, so when I was them. in high school I was an intern for a venue in Columbia Missouri a 500 cap venue called the Blue Note, mm -hmm. and the uh, production manager, whoever was my boss, and my job as the intern was to go to Walmart or wherever and buy food for the bands. And mm -hmm. he's like, "Hey, go talk to the band in the green room, get their grocery list, and bring it back." And they just handed me a slip of paper, and then I didn't realize who it was because it was 10 years ago when I was doing this, mm -hmm. and. I came back, and he's like, have you given the band their food? And I was like, yeah, I just put it down there. He goes, cool, did you get to talk to him? It's Walk the Moon down there. And I was like, uh, what? 
<laughs> I was like, I'm going to go. I forgot. I think I forgot some of the food in my car. <laughs> so I went oh down God. and introduced myself, and it was cool. I met a couple of the other bands, like All Time Low and a couple of those bands. But it's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's nice yeah. people. Yeah. Walk yeah. the Moon, that'd be a great one. Yeah. We yeah. really – we've loved them forever, and we kind of have, like, a little relationship with um, the lead singer. He's – done a deep dive into our tiktok and, and Ooh, really himself, yeah apparently yeah um so there you go all yeah. you gotta do is keep impressing them on tiktok exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly um so i've i've planted seeds among our the bands that we want to open for we really <laughs> want to open for lp we we opened for her um one show in um phoenix cool but we want to do a whole tour with her um who else are our people? one republic is our favorite oh that'd be huge that'd yeah be- um, also, more it's not too late to apologize. Let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then an artist that we, I guess, semi recently discovered and has kind of been the um, theme song of Nashville for us is Noah Khan. Okay. If you have not heard it's him, it's not a band recommend. or artist I'm familiar with. Okay, incredible. Okay. Um, how do you how do you spell it? Um, Noah N O A H and then K A H A N. K A H. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw him here at the Brooklyn Bowl a few months ago. Very cool. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. Noah Kahan, American singer-songwriter mm-hmm. of folk-infused pop, signed to Republic Records in 2017. Look wow. at you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I could have done my Siri voice. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the voice that I like to do is, this is my NPR voice. Oh. It's all very hushed tone, but stuff like that. Oh, I do love doing nice. funny voices, but I'm nowhere near as good as Haley. well guys thank you so much for coming on the podcast today any uh final words we're gonna play out one of your songs uh we'll let you choose which one you put under here so which song would you like for people to listen to on the way out today um growing season don't don't wait up for me uh okay yeah let's do growing season (laughs) which one growing season finally you got it so right now we've got 76th Street playing. Guys, tell us where you can uh, be found on the interwebs, both if you want people to follow your personal ones or just the band. <laughs> Give us yeah. your plugs. Okay, you can find us at 76th Street on Instagram and 76th Street Official on you- TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> and and uh, YouTube. And all of our music is on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, wherever you Listen to your music. You can find 76th Street. And spelled like it sounds. 76th Street is spelled out. Got a bunch of good music in my bones. We were free. What friends say. My personal favorite is Don't Wait Up For Me. (laughs) But, uh, y'all, thank you for being on the show today. Uh, Go stream 76th Street right now since the podcast is ending. But we'll come back to you right here again next week. Until then, remember that all roads lead right back here to the Nashville Tour Stop. A bar, think it was Tuesday night. Since when did you party on a weeknight? I thought I knew everything about you. You're doing things I never thought you would do. While I'm reading your text, these words run through my head. I hear you say that I am different. Yes, I've changed.